0: Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
1: tighty tidy this is the horror movie night. <laughs> We're going to talk about Leprechaun 3. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my God. <laughs> went from zero to crazy right there. I don't think you
1: finished it yet, did you? No, that's all I had. I just made it up right there. That's, that's <laughs> the- I'm that's the full. Holy shit. Oh my god! That's the full fucking intro to this. So at this time, we are acting short and Adam
2: because for one, he didn't watch the right fucking Leprechaun movie. He
1: watched Leprechaun one by mistake. Even though I'm pretty sure, if we go through our our Facebook chat.
2: There were at least five distinct times in the last two months where I was like, so we're picking Leprechaun 3, right? Because it wasn't between Leprechaun 1, 2, and 3. It was between 2 and 3. Yeah. Because I was specifically not wanting to watch the first one because I'm sure there are enough horror podcasts that have discussed Leprechaun. And it's not –
1: it's just not good. It's just not a good let's, movie. Let's be fair here.
2: None of the Leprechauns are good. No, but I think we picked the least terrible. Honestly, I can't tell you which is the least terrible. <laughs> It's between 1, 2, and 3, but <laughs> I'm not going to go back and watch 1 and 2. What was the one where they're like – Four's
1: in space, which isn't – like fours in space and it's ridiculous enough that it's watchable, but it's still not good. But like once they got into the hood, there's tons of people who love the hood ones, and I can't stand the Leprechaun in the hood
2: movies. Was there more than one?
1: There was Leprechaun in the hood and Leprechaun back to the hood.
2: Yeah, I've definitely watched at least some of Leprechaun in the hood, and I was like – No, this is not happening in my life right now. So um, (laughs) after the people under the stairs discussion, I don't really think that we should have – Oh, maybe it would have been great to do Leprechaun in the Hood and just (laughs) wanted to punch everybody in their civil rights and just be like, you know what? We don't want people to listen to our podcast anymore.
1: Well, Leprechaun Uh, 3 is the highest rated of the Leprechaun movies, which I –
2: Leprechaun 3 was – It has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but was the highest selling DVD – or I'm sorry, direct-to-video release in 1995. Yep. Insanity,
1: and it's Warwick Davis's favorite one. Yeah, because Let's he says it's the first second. one that actually has comedy in it, which yeah, yeah, I, I mean, comedy's in
2: an, uh, an objective very, word. <laughs> like, yeah, very very basic concept of the word comedy. Yes, this is comedy. <laughs> Not that I laughed at any of it, but I understood that those were jokes that were being thrown at my face. <laughs> someone, someone sat
1: down and and riffed out a joke while making this
2: movie. Dude, <laughs> I just want you to know that this is. Etrigan the rhyming demon from DC Comics like Jason Blood Etrigan do you know about that character no it's, it's literally a rhyming demon this is Etrigan in movie form and it's fucking unlistenable yeah I, I, cause, cause you know they were talking about doing a, a Justice League Dark film which would be all the magic characters from, from DC more or less so like John Constantine swamp things, Atana, I don't know, and I, I like the Spectre I think, maybe Doctor Fate, and I wonder if they were going to have Etrigan/Jason Blood in there because that would have been sweet to have that character, but I was so stoked for that cuz Guillermo del Toro was going to be, you know, like producing it or something. And now I realize that if it does happen I don't want Etrigan in it cuz I don't think that rhyming sounds good. And maybe it's just the writing of this, but I <laughs> really Oh. It, it's it's probably the writing of this. So
1: this movie starts off... It mo- it opens up with a man dropping off a statue of a leprechaun. And it has a necklace around its neck. And this That's dude, the biggest
2: green felt bag I've ever seen.
1: Well, and the dude dropping it off has, like, every injury known to man. <laughs> He's got, like... I'm pretty sure he has, like, a hook hand. He's, like, limping. Like, it's just you know, I would you trust an individual that walks into your store looking like that that he is not giving you something that's probably bad news. Well, I mean, like if you, if you if ever you watched Spawn Stars, this is true, What I was going to say like if you ran like I don't know, let let's put it in a in a way that that you can connect. Let's <laughs> let's say let's say hypothetically you're running like a kennel or or a, you know, a uh like an SPCA type deal. You know what I mean like yeah. And someone walks in limping, missing a hand, missing an eyeball, and they're, like, dropping off a pit bull. Are you...
2: That's a safe bet, for sure. Are
1: you going like, this guy seems trustworthy. I'm sure that this is a perfectly safe dog. So, of course, this Indian shopkeeper, because, of course, he's an Indian shopkeeper. First
2: of the offensive characters in this film, (laughs) ethnic stereotypes.
1: Second being the leprechaun (laughs) himself.
2: (laughs) Chronologically.
1: Everybody's offensive in this film. So, yeah, the, the, the shopkeeper removes the necklace almost immediately and the stone oh. comes to life and disappears the shopkeeper does see that the pot of gold has also become real and grabs it only to have his ear bitten off which leads to the first of many cringeworthy lines which is oh i've always liked indian food
2: odd oh my god i just you're right i'm cringing so fucking hard right now just thinking about it again it's <laughs> a bad choice <laughs> So that's a terrible fucking choice of movie. So the leprechaun gets his pot
1: of gold and goes away. This leads to my favorite part in the movie because the shopkeeper has some type of weird animated CD ROM that tells you about leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he watches this fucking like weird as animated CD ROM bullshit that that's <laughs> Telling him about leprechauns and how they can be defeated or whatever. Like, yeah,
2: well, the funny thing is, is that we, you know, we talk about the old man is always Mister Exposition. Yeah, goddamn computer, but that that <laughs> Apple II is is Mister Exposition. This sweet.
1: Well, and then the crux of this entire plot revolves around the leprechaun being one shilling short, and and he's going to go on a fucking killing spree for that <laughs> shilling.
2: Which he's going he's going on a shilling killing spree.
1: Yeah. It, why
2: does they use that joke? There are so many <laughs> shitty puns.
1: <laughs> well, it leads me to, like, question, like, what does he do with this gold besides, like, Scrooge McDucket? Like, he's just got to be, like, <laughs> like he's just got to run his fingers through it. It's not like he go. you never see him out buying shit.
2: Like, he doesn't have to. He has magic.
1: Yeah, so why does he care about the gold so goddamn much? It's one shilling. He's not going to break the bank. Or is it the principal?
2: <laughs> I guess it's – I think it's because he's a ridiculous – stereotype of like Irish mythology. And so we really shouldn't be, I don't know. Maybe we should have gotten my wife on this podcast. <laughs> she could tell us she's well, Irish.
1: We were supposed to have an O'Brien here. Really.
2: You, he could have told us more about his, his dad willing him a, uh... <laughs> a fish. So then we, I think that at this point we switched to Scott driving the car and, and then meeting up with, uh, what's her face? Tammy, Tammy. Ugh, What a bitch name. Uh, <laughs> First of all, dudes named Scott have so much game. Yep. Obviously, as you watch this movie, you're just like, man, this guy must be drowning in it. Yeah, And then, of course, another shitty pun, ever blown a rod? And then she just gives him this like, shit look, like this the the devil glance. And she's so mean to him in the car. Yep, like pretty much. Is, <laughs> she, I, man, if we're talking about people with Inferiority complexes that will stick around with a girl just because she talks to them, Jesus Christ, Scott, yeah. I, I have my inner monologue like trying to coach this dude away from this possibly emotionally abusive relationship i didn 't talk him down from that ledge they they stuck together at the end. <laughs> uh. I mean, the the weird thing is the concept of putting the
1: leprechaun in Las Vegas is not, like, a bad idea. Like, of all the places to put a leprechaun in, that seems to work. Besides, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Ireland. <laughs> like,
2: but Yeah, yeah. No, the thing is, is that I feel like if the... – why didn't they ever have one in Ireland? I don't know. Because, because that would have not... been awesome. Because that would have been, like – instead of people being like, oh, I don't know what the hell to do with this mythological creature. The Irish would be like, we know what to do. Let's – Take care of business, you know? It would literally be a rever-
1: – it would just be a bunch of people killing a bunch of leprechauns.
2: Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be like we should zombie write- movies where people know what to do.
1: Yeah, we should write the sequel and we'll call it Leprechauns.
2: And it'll be yeah. a whole bunch do you think of Ham more... can do an Irish accent <laughs> be do, you think, a... <laughs> do you think that he would let himself be vertically challenged enough to be the leprechaun
1: oh wait, you're, so you're gonna uh Gary Oldman him in <laughs> tiptoes here we're not gonna get an I, an actual Irish individual to be in this movie oh, uh, we're not no. gonna get it we're not not only are we not getting an Irish person or a short person we're getting John Hamm to sit on his (laughs) kneecaps and talk in an Irish accent. And keep in mind, much like Aliens, it's called Leprechaun, so he's got to do that multiple times.
2: Well, no, we could get like Gerard Butler or some... Or Or what about Warwick Davis? (laughs) He's not Irish. But he's the Leprechaun. (laughs) I know, but he's shown himself to be a poor choice for (laughs) fucking seven movies. Dude,
1: I remember when they announced that WWE had bought the rights to Leprechaun and made the what? yeah they made Leprechaun Origins starring Hornswoggle, one of their their uh, midget wrestlers.
2: Oh my god! And
1: everyone was like, "You can't make a Leprechaun movie without Warwick <laughs> Davis." And it's like, it's not Freddy Krueger, guys. Like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's also like,
2: let's be real here. He didn't do such a great job himself.
1: <laughs> you know, you remember when they were doing like Freddy versus Jason, all that stuff? I always wanted <laughs> Leprechaun versus Chucky for some reason. I just.
2: <laughs> like, Man, you're so racist against short people. No, not racist. You're ra- bigoted against short people. I'm you're not bigoted like, trying
1: trying like? No, I'm trying to get them jobs, and you want to hire normal size actors to play Didn't them. Did we have
2: this conversation <laughs> when we did, like, Puppet Master or Probably. something?
1: Probably. Uh, there was something you were talking about how progressive <laughs> a movie was. Uh, it was, it was Space Invaders.
2: Cause... Yes, yes. Oh my God, Space Invaders. <laughs> Go
1: All right, on. so, Scott. Just kind of stumbles into the plot by finding the coin.
2: Yeah, uh, and then he takes her to the Lucky Shamrock, right, that where she works. And this movie's budget must have been ten dollars, which they spent half of on the marquee for for that the the Lucky Shamrock where Tammy works. If you if you didn't notice how crappy that little moment was when they because they must have like rented a bunch of those buildings for, to do well, maybe they probably rented one building to do everything in. But they, they spent no money yeah. on making the outside look like... Like Vegas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, It looked the- like a holiday inn in my hometown, in bumfuck Ohio. Well, and then, so,
1: using the, the, the coin's magic abilities to grant one wish, Scott, I guess, wishes to, to hit it big at the casino. And then the leprechaun meets an Elvis impersonator because Vegas question mark like i guess that's there's really no point in that scene besides like look it's cute it's the, the leprechaun's talking like elvis hilarity oh. ensues i'm uh. sure it was written next to that scene in the screenplay
2: yeah the, the, i don't know it's oh by the way this budget was 1.2 million dollars
1: that's fairly low i guess by by 90s it's low, but
2: look what they got for it <laughs> god damn I mean, keep in mind, inflation is is a bitch because this movie came out 20 years ago. So the people that actually got knocked up while they were so bored um, as extras in this film, that kid is now able to go drink. Uh, (laughs) I'm just trying to look at the bright side here. Silver lining. Is this the part where um, the leprechaun shits in the magician's hand yet?
1: Yeah, that's where we're getting. So leprechaun has now descended into the casino. (sighs) Uh, He turns... A random dude into a uh, coin slot machine which was weird
2: yeah but then the guy's fine later yeah <laughs> and then
1: act like it didn't happen look all i'm saying is of all the things that have happened to people in this movie forever dispensing coins out of your mouth is probably the least of your worries
2: you could buy so many soda pops yep and
1: you'd have so many friends
2: <laughs> yeah um also priests in 1995 were a little different like also, that the priest is like, you know, he's got those two hot chicks on, on – or a hot chick on each arm and he's like gambling and shit. And I get that it's supposed to be funny, but it's not. And, and also the girl that's on his left arm, so the right side of the screen, has gigantic boobs and she's only in that scene. And I was thinking like they should have utilized her like –
1: <laughs> Look, we're going to be talking about boobs shortly because –
2: That's what I was thinking is why didn't they utilize her? It would have made way more sense that there was some girl that – that the the douchey pit boss had seen downstairs instead of just... Like, why did they have another woman who was like, okay, I'll get naked on screen? It's just so mind-boggling. There's so much mind-boggling shit about this film.
1: Yeah, well, okay, so, so it's at this point that Scott is bragging about his money to Tammy, and she's like, no, you need to, like, hide in a hotel room and do not leave until I come up. And it's, like, the first decent thing that she does for this dude because she sees that he is way in over his head and is going to be robbed. Um and this coin starts making its way around Las Vegas and the leprechaun apparently is also the wishmaster because he has a way to twist uh everybody's wish into the most like fucking ridiculous version of it. Like and
2: yeah, yeah. and also uh, okay, so so when he kills the um when he kills the pit boss with the boobs from the TV, which definitely was the only thing, if you remember from our discussion about which one we should watch, was I, I was like, which one has the boobs from the TV? The, ro- <laughs> the robo, the, only... the robo titties. Yes, because <laughs> 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 that's all that I remember from watching this as like a thirteen-year-old boy. Um, I could not, I could not place anything else from this film uh, except for for the boobs from the TV. Um, so he's on the TV. So the, the Leprechaun's on the TV, and he's like, "Yeah, gonna burn." And then he gets electrocuted. Yep. Why didn't you fucking burn him alive? It's the most like again.
1: I, I reference <laughs> reference Wishmaster, but like Wishmaster had this same issue where it's like they go out of their way to try to come up with this death, and then cannot figure out the way that someone would ever <laughs> word something. To lead to that death, so it's just like I don't know, fucking uh, Robo Titties burn them. Like, I don't know.
2: Like, <laughs> um, uh, are we going to be doing Wishmaster because of our discussion now? I feel like somebody's gonna be like, Herder, let's write in as three different email accounts. <laughs> fucking pick Wishmaster.
1: <laughs> I don't know, like, I wouldn't be against watching Wishmaster, but I really fucking hate the Wishmaster movies. <laughs> I,
2: I watched the first one. When they came when it came out and I can't remember a single thing. Well, you might as well watch Witchboard because I can't remember that either. Well, you know, like for me, the worst
1: thing that's happened about me getting a job that pays me decently is if someone picks a movie, (laughs) I just (laughs) I just buy it. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll buy. I I bought the movie that we're not even going to do. So
2: that's that's in my life now. So when the dumpy woman who gets hot, uh, quote unquote, hot, um, she has like her wish. Like I said, quote unquote, goes from like dumpy to hot. Yeah, um, her boobs, that, and her butt grow so big that she explodes. And her lips. Yeah. That that body explosion is on point. I, I have to give this movie that that credit, but that is a straight Freddy Krueger kill.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're skipping a really important thing here, Scott.
2: Let's be true. No, 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 no. no. There, there's nothing. There's nothing important. About this film,
1: <laughs> like, um, um, I think you, I think you're wrong. It, it informs us of a piece of the Leprechaun legend that I was not aware of.
2: Which, oh, that, that if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so jumping back in time real quick, the local music uh, magician tries to rob Scott, uh, but all he gets is the coin, and that's how the coin gets loose into the casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Scott gets attacked by the Leprechaun. Scott manages to throw the Leprechaun out the window, but not before the Leprechaun bites him. Because apparently leprechaun bites are the same as werewolf bites. Yeah. And Scott slowly begins to turn into a leprechaun himself, which mostly means that he grows facial hair and starts speaking in rhymes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So we have two assholes doing shitty puns that are barely rhyming. That Warwick Davis puppet that got thrown out the window was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the only time in this film that I laughed.
1: <laughs> and it was probably the one time that you weren't supposed to.
2: The amount of slapstick that was going on by the time the woman explodes was just off the charts. When he's like, oh yeah, when they take him to the hospital. That's what it is. When they take Scott to the hospital. And the funny thing is, is that these healthcare jokes are the same fucking jokes that people would make now. Yeah. Yeah. That's how broken American healthcare is. But I just I have a note here that says this is the worst werewolf movie ever. <laughs> it's really so bad. I'm trying to but, think if
1: there's worse. I mean no. I'm sure there's a howling movie in there that's just completely forgettable, but yeah, no, you're probably right. Well, this
2: is like an affront to my werewolf sensibilities. Like that's what I'm saying. So not, that's- not even the werewolves in Twilight are as bad as this movie.
1: So let's get back on track real quick, and uh, we're on track, man. We're, so, we're going. So the final, the final wish is from the magician who wants to be the best magician of all time. So the leprechaun cuts him in half in front of a live audience. Like again,
2: doesn't the audience like goad the leprechaun on? They're like, "Do it, do well, it," because
1: they think that it's a show. They're, they're They are there to be entertained, Scott,
2: just like us.
1: Yep. I know I walked away from this feeling super entertained.
2: <laughs> um, so we haven't talked about this yet. Two things. Uh, one, there are so many Star Wars jokes in this movie. Like anytime they could get a little jab in to be like, hey, we're relevant. You're not relevant. Star Wars came out in the 70s. <laughs> oh, God. everybody. Yes, everybody knows that Warwick Davis was in Star Wars. You never see his face even. I mean, I feel like Warwick Davis might have been the one that was like, hey, could you use some more Star Wars jokes in here? Hey, this is the the thing. This is the thing I did, please. Yeah, that everybody knows me for. Although Willow is way better. I mean, as far as like his acting chops. And it's super quotable. Yep, and Willow has
1: that awesome two headed monster at
2: the end of it. Oh my God, yes, the The best two headed monster. My favorite trope in this movie, the weirdest trope in in horror, horror and disaster movies, is when. There's a stampede of people. They have at least a half dozen actors or stunt people that have to just fling themselves over and on the tables. Okay. Yeah. You know, like it happens. Most of the, like after everybody in the theater watching the magician get cut in half, after they're like, oh shit, it's real. They start fleeing and they're pushing each other out of the way and flying over tables. And I just think that's the funniest trope. Because if you watch, like, anything where there's a panic scene, somebody's always flying over a table. I don't know where that started, but it's just ridiculous. Because that's not going to happen in real life. So- oh, 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 oh. So, two last things. I have two notes. How bad do you think that burning leprechaun prop smelled? Oh, it probably smelled like ass. Because <laughs> it probably had, like, fake hair and, and there was, like... Skin and and innards and goo that they all set up. They set it on fire, and and I feel like the people that were in this movie did not get paid enough to deal with that crap. Um, and then I said, uh, "Listen, kids, you two can go from idiot slob to hero slash love interest in ninety minutes on the Trimark Leprechaun workout <laughs> because Scott, like, he sucks. There's nothing about him that that." you should like i mean she's not that much of a pg there uh and she also had a no nudity clause which i think is awesome because she's uh, skipping back to the the scene where she's like seducing the pit boss she she almost takes off her her corset and then she wakes up and i was like oh no nudity clause
1: (laughs) (laughs) so At the end of the day, uh, they kill the leprechaun by lighting the gold on fire. Uh, Oh,
2: that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) And the the gold doesn't melt. It just disappears.
1: I mean, it does explain why he cares about it so
2: much. No, Um. it doesn't at all. It's so (laughs) dumb.
1: Listen, Scott, I'm trying to find some type of logic in this fucking movie. <laughs> so that's that's Leprechaun 3, for better or for worse. <laughs> happy, happy early St. Patrick's Day to everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. Get drunk and forget your problems because the <laughs> leprechaun's going to, I don't know, grant you half of a wish and then... Take it Friday away! You. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in New Jersey...
0: So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, ugh the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the male's? Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
2: Jesus Christ. Um, so, so I have two totally schlocky things that I watched this week. And both of them dovetail quite nicely into the, the no nudity clause conversation that we just had so i don't know why it it came to my attention i i don't know i really don't know why i decided to do this to myself but i decided that i'm going to track down and watch the sorority house massacre films
1: okay have you have you seen those i've never seen those and i never really knew if they were in any way shape or form related to
2: slumber party massacre or not so I only know this because I was so confused watching Sorority House Massacre 3 because that was the one that I found first. I didn't even finish it, by the way, <laughs> um, uh, because I just couldn't care. I could not care at all because it was so bad and tongue-in-cheek and just slow. I, uh, well, and you had no context, man. Oh, uh, okay, so, yeah, right, but the thing is, is that they don't matter. It, the, the, the Sorority House Massacre films are supposedly in the same universe as the slumber party massacre films that's what it says on in the on the wikipedia entries that doesn't explain the fact that you read the I read the excerpts on wikipedia for some sorority house massacres one two and three as i'm watching sorority house massacre three on youtube i might add so if you're looking for boobs on youtube just watch sorority house massacre three it's ridiculous apparently they're in the same universe somehow but sorority house massacre seems to have a possession angle to it. So you're brought into the start of it where, uh, these four or five hot ladies, cause it's 1991 and it takes place a couple months after the events of sorority house Masquerade two, And they work at a lingerie company in a high rise somehow.
1: Okay. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, you're, you're on you're if you're confused, I'm on the right track. So they are, they're over this, this weekend and they have to go, they get a, a package that's a bunch of lingerie from somebody and it's like sent to the wrong address. I don't know. And then they go to, they, they run into the janitor who was part of Sorority House Massacre 2 and he shot and killed the, I guess the survivor girl of it. Because she was actually then possessed by the killer from the first one or something. But then they retconned the first two when he explains them by cutting in scenes from the killer at the end of Slumber Party Massacre 1. It is so weird. And, And then so they go to the basement and they find they get all dirty because they're like clean and first of all they're in like club gear and high heels cleaning this dirty basement it makes no sense and then they find this box that looks like it's full of something evil obviously you like there's there's this this locked box that they find and of course they have to pry it open and i think that it releases this possessed this spirit that's going to possess them and kill each other or something i couldn't get that far i got to the shower scenes and laughed because the first woman to go in the shower The scene was cut so poorly or it was cropped so poorly that you could see she was wearing a thong in the bath in the shower. And I was like, "Okay, I mean, that's fine. But cut it in such a way that it's not like you see see the top of the whale tail because then the other three girls take showers. And I think one of them was actually naked and the other two were, were it was cropped so that you couldn't tell. And then that's when they open up the thing. And then and it's tr- the Red Herring is the janitor that lived through the second movie. And I just could not stand it. I was like, I have better things to do. So um, that was one of the movies I watched. And the other movie I watched, I know how I got to this disappointing decision in my life, was I was looking for another St. Patrick's Day film to watch. Because I was like, oh, I can do a one-two punch because it's going to be Leprechaun 3. It's going to come out. The weekend before St. Patrick's Day so I can, you know, keep it in the, the, the spirit of the movie. But I could not for the life of me think of another film outside of the Leprechaun series that took place on St. Patrick's Day. So I went looking for something. I, went, I, I did like an internet search. And there's this movie from last year called Muck.
1: Okay. Do you know about it? Never heard of it. So disappointing.
2: So it has a bunch of it, – it, it has Kane Hodder in it. It's supposed to be the second movie – in a trilogy where the prequel, the first part, has not been made, and neither has the third one. It's what? It doesn't make any sense. And it's just so annoying. So I, I, I trudged through this god-awful film. It's it's so ridiculous. It's not good. It's like there's no plot. There's no nothing. And there's like gratuitous nudity. There are so many shots where these girls are just walking around in nothing but... A thong. Like, their, their boobs are out. They all have fake boobs, obviously, but their boobs are out, and there's a torture scene with Kane Hodder in the basement for no reason because and it's just so forehead-slappingly stupid that I, I could... I mean, I really wanted to like it. I wanted to like at least something about this movie because it was not shot poorly. They had some cool effects, and the concept interest me. interested me because it felt... It really did, at times... When it wasn't, like, so poorly written that the characters were, like, laughing two minutes after one of their best friends got killed. I mean, there were some good one-liners, but just everything was so uneven and disjointed and nothing made sense that I I was thoroughly turned off. i give it, like, half a star. So don't buy a copy, Matt, okay?
1: Okay, I will avoid it. So I actually have not had a chance to really watch... Too much outside of the movies that need it to be watched for this episode. So I'm going to talk about two podcasts. One that I watched. First of all, real quick, Scott, I got another podcast to recommend to you.
2: Is it the Geese Guy podcast?
1: No, but that's the one. <laughs> that's the one that I watched. Uh, the, the other one is a podcast called Men in Their Thirties Only.
2: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a podcast run by Chris Fafios of
2: Punchline. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now I know why you it, like
1: it. It's it's Chris and Steve from Punchlines. Older brother Mike have this podcast, and it is um, it's hysterical. It is so intentionally boring that it's like laugh out loud hilarious. So definitely check out that show. Just funny, good bros. But also, I watched episode 400 of Geekscape. Um, what it
2: took nine years?
1: Nine years. It's insane to think that something that I've been a part of for nine years is still going. Um and uh it you know, I just want to send a thank you to John, because we were one of the only podcasts he actually gave a shout out to. So that's kind of cool that 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 uh the horror movie night actually got mentioned a couple times. I, I know I forced a mention of it in my little segment on episode three hundred. I mean that show was just nuts. Uh if if you're a fan of Horror Movie Night you need to check out episode 400 of Geekscape because there's just so many good guests. Casper uh, Van Deen is in there talking about Starship Troopers. Their house band is Suburban Legends, so they perform a bunch of live songs. And you know, you get to find out that one of our one of the co-hosts of our movie night is going to be the hero that we all
2: deserve. So I feel like Adam didn't miss anything by not being on this episode.
1: That was 1995's Leprechaun 3. Make sure to come and check us out in the future. We've got a ton of great movies on the horizon. Uh, great in quotation marks for sure. Um, I feel like
2: it's going to be great for us to shit all over them.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know because I know what we're talking about next week. And holy shit was that movie. A fucking <laughs> – that, that was – I'm not going to lie – I might rewatch the movie because I fell asleep in the middle of watching <laughs> it, and was just like, "That's ah, good enough for me." <laughs> like,
2: um, so I, I watched, I watched it on YouTube. I think that that was the best part about it is that I didn't have to like go out of my way to find it.
1: Yeah, I already own it on Blu-ray because uh, Scream. You F- own
2: a Blu-ray copy of that movie?
1: Well, Scream Factory sent it to me as a review copy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I would not go out of my way to buy that buy that shit on Blu-ray or even a fucking <laughs> VHS tape from a
2: Goodwill. <laughs> hey, so since this is St. Patrick's Day uh, episode, have you ever seen the movie Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Never. <laughs> it's a Disney movie from like 1963 or something like that. And it was filmed in Ireland and it has Sean Connery in it. And it's got singing and he sings in it. It's Fantastic. And it's got uh, – it, it. it's basically this movie without the gore. <laughs> well, not really. It, it actually has a, a watchable plot. Um, <laughs> so if you get a chance this coming week, just try to track down a copy of Darby. It's really – I used to watch it on ABC – Every St. Patrick's Day growing up, and I found a VHS copy that that I own now, That even though I don't have a working v- VCR, which is funny. But um, I definitely subjected Megan to it the first three years we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like St. Patrick's Day was like her – her most dreaded holiday because of
1: that just another it's <laughs> another reason why she rolls over in bed when you ask her if she likes kurt vonnegut uh, <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: oh my god <laughs> next week i watched a movie with william sadler in it yes
1: <laughs> uh so don't forget you can always send us recommendations of movies that you think we should discuss at hmnpodcast at gmail.com
2: Listeners, next week we pick a movie that you should not spend money on, <laughs> which is different from this week. I don't know how. Meanwhile, in New Jersey.
0: So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil in horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter. And ugh oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.